Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored, uh, with a little bit of information today, and because some things have come up uh, that I wanted to bring to your attention. Normally, we have our uh, show at uh, 4 p.m. live on Tuesdays, and I want to thank all our new listeners for tuning in and the great comments that I'm getting, uh, but now that uh, we're still sort of not locked down, but still of uh, everybody's advised to stay at home. Uh, when I have the chance, I want to bring you some new information. And then of course, on Saturdays, we will talk about <clears throat> COVID, the coronavirus. And uh, I want to let you know that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are, I encourage you to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So with that being said, and I'm sorry about that, the lawyers make you put that in every week, but uh, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude. Because as I've been saying for five years, grateful people are happier, less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and their relationships. And they're they're just so much healthier with the study after study showing uh, how gratitude improves uh, your quality of life and it's an antidote for negative emotions. So there was a report today that I'll read to you. Here, so here's the study that was reported. Researchers randomly assigned 76 people with moderate to severe COVID-19 into a vaccine group that was 50 people and then no vaccine group that was 26. On the day that they entered the hospital. So when 
50, when 76 people entered into the hospital, they were split into two groups if they had COVID-19, one with a vaccine and one that did not get the vaccine. What are the results? Well, the no vaccine group, 13 of them, 13 out of the 26 that had no vaccine, that's 50%, they got admitted to the intensive care unit and two died. In the vaccine group, only one person out of 50 required an intensive care unit admission and no one person died, 2%. So it means right, that the, the vaccine led to a mind-blowing 93% reduction in, in the odds of an intensive care unit admission. Yeah, I guess I guess that would make me laugh too. So if we <clears throat> if you believe what I just told you, the vaccine could save untold hundreds of thousands or millions of lives, right? But guess what? I've been I didn't tell you the whole truth. If you substitute vitamin D for when I mentioned vaccine, that is the power of vitamin D that I talked about this past week. So what I described, just replace my words with vitamin D instead of vaccine. It was a real study. And uh, it was reported in the Journal of Steroid Biochemistry and Molecular Biology, October of 2020. And the title of it was The Effect of Calcividiol treatment and the best available therapy versus the best available therapy and intensive care unit admission and mortality among patients hospitalized for COVID-19. This was a pilot study, a randomized clinical study. Did I just tell you that on Tuesday? So the important point is, can you imagine the publicity that this study would be getting right now if the same exact results were on a vaccine instead of vitamin D? Don't you think there would be massive publicity all over the world? It would be hailed as an amazing breakthrough. But gosh, it's vitamin D. And nothing from the media. Why isn't everybody talking about this? So no matter what you hear in the media, you do have options. You do have power to do more than simply wait for a vaccine. You are the CEO of your own body. You have the ability to take charge of your health and improve your metabolic health and dramatically reduce your risks. And vitamin D status is one of those critical players. So I wanted to bring that to your attention. I think it's, it's important. I think it's real important. So uh, Tuesday's uh, show was not that long. It's, uh, it's on Rumble. It's on YouTube. It's on Podbean. It's on Apple. It's on Google Play, Spotify. All about vitamin D. Okay, it's really important. All right, so one other thing uh, about COVID before I, I move on to two other things I want to talk to you about. 
Um, medical doctors are warning that bacterial pneumonias are on the rise. And they're, they are reporting that this is from mask wearing. And this was reported on by John C.A. Manley in Global Research on October 6th. And Dr. James Meehan, MD, had a warning that mask wearing has the well-known risks that have been well-studied and that are not being discussed in the risk analysis. Quote, I am seeing patients that have facial rashes, fungal infections, bacterial infections. Reports coming from my colleagues all over the world are suggesting that bacterial pneumonias are on the rise. Continue the quote. Why might it be? Because untrained members of the public are wearing medical masks repeatedly in a non-sterile fashion. They're becoming contaminated. They're pulling them off their, of their car seat, off of their rear view mirror, out of their pocket, from the countertops. And then they are reapplying that mask that should be worn fresh and sterile every single time. He added further, new research is showing that cloth masks may be increasing the aerosolization of the SARS-CoV-2 virus into the environment, causing an increased transmission of the disease. He further states, quote, in February and March, we were told not to wear masks. What changed? The science did not change. The politics did. This is about compliance, not about science. Our opposition is using low-level retrospective observational studies that should not be the basis for making medical decisions of this nature. Okay, so this is a real a respected physician, Dr. Meehan, M-E-E-H-A-N. So we know from the CDC that wearing mask wearers were 70 to 85% more likely to get the virus versus non-mask wearers. And now we have this physician reporting on an increase in bacterial pneumonias. Okay, I have an article for you, you, you gentlemen out there. A, a real breakthrough, especially if you have aggressive prostate cancer. Okay, because there is a new treatment in there. And you, you should hear about it and know about it because there are options for you without wrecking your life, okay? With a, it, it eliminates a lot of the risks from the therapies that are now used to treat aggressive prostate cancer. It prevents some misery and it, it is ensuring a longer survival and better health. Remember the old days when this first started out, every case of prostate cancer meant aggressive surgery and rip it out. Nowadays, most early stage tumors aren't treated or are treated only minimally, you know, with watchful waiting. So tearing out even moderate risk tumors 
with some aggressive treatment as possible. There's surgery. There's drugs. There's radiation. And who knows? They might even treat you to the trifecta. Surgery, drugs, and radiation. Well, forget about your sex life, right? Sometimes you'll need diapers. But here's a new research option, that gentleman. That shrinks the tumor, stops the spread, cuts the risks, and may save your life. And you will maintain a nice quality of life without debilitating problems. And it's a form of ultrasound. It's given with high intensity and it's highly focused. And that's pretty much the name of the treatment, H-I-F-U, High Intensity Focused Ultrasound. It's minimally invasive and it blasts sound waves at the tumor, killing the cancer while saving the prostate itself. No need to slice and dice it. No need to blast it with radiation. The gentleman in this study had a grade two or greater cancer, but two years after the treatment, 91% had avoided the need for more aggressive treatments, which included either radiation and or surgery. And this group of guys reported zero major complications and zero deaths. 13% of them reported just minor complaints. There were zero impact on continents, no leaks, no drips, no diapers. And it is reported that the treatment also had minimal effect on sex function. And we know from other studies that usually clears up fast. You can get back to the birds and the bees stuff in a flash. There's a downside to this treatment, this high intensity focused ultrasound. It's hardly used in the United States. It's more common in Europe. So you're going to have to look around for it. It's going to be around because it works really well and keeps, uh, you know, keeps you functioning. So search online for a focused ultrasound foundation. The focused ultrasound foundation. For more on where this treatment is available. And your doctor may even know. I mean, geez, why why aren't they telling us this stuff? Why isn't this in the news? I I don't know. I don't have the answer. All right, so Dr. Mercola reports on antiseptic compounds in mouthwash may destroy beneficial oral bacteria that are important for maintaining blood pressure and thereby thereby contributing to high blood pressure. <clears throat> so this is the oral micro microbiome. You know, we have the microbiome on our skin. We have it in our gut. And now we're, we're paying a lot more attention to that in our mouth. So if the mouthwash contains chlorhexidine and you use it twice a day, there was a significant increase in the top number of your blood pressure, which is called the systolic blood pressure. And if you use that mouthwash twice a day, you're more likely to develop high blood pressure than those who don't. Because when you use the mouthwash with this chlorhexidine in it, you, your mouth gets more acidic, which increase dental ca cavities. So we need to de you know stop 
killing the, these important bugs. I mean, bugs are, there were more bug DNA in our bodies than human DNA. Isn't that incredible? So we need, need to stop killing them and see why they're there and work with them. You know, a, a friend of the show, uh, Mr. Phil Safer of uh, Alexa.com, he sells a colloidal silver maker. And he probably was right. He said, I just swish it around in my mouth every night and swallow it. So he gets the uh, anti-microbial effect of it uh, that is for just for pathogenic material. And he doesn't have this chlorhexidine in there that may affect his blood pressure. How about you, coffee and, and tea drinkers? Do you think this is still good? You know, we did a couple months ago show on coffee and it was really well received because coffee is not bad. But now we find out, again from Mercola, there is a dose-dependent positive response to dr drinking green tea and coffee for people who have diabetes, potentially lowering the risk of all-cause mortality by 63% in habitual drinkers. That means in people that drink it all the time. Past studies have documented the benefits to the general population, including reducing atherosclerosis, that's hardening of the arteries, all kinds of heart arrhythmias, dementia, and a lower disease progression, and death with colorectal cancer from drinking green tea and coffee. The compounds found in green tea is a zinc ionophore. What does that mean? It means it helps zinc get into the cells where it can stop the progression of virus replication. Especially important in cold, colds, flu, and COVID. We talked about this. Now he's reporting on it. He has a caveat that quality is key since coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed crops. Okay, he says, consider grinding your coffee fresh at home and using a loose, uh, loose tea to avoid the plastics from the tea. So coffee has so many benefits and it's so demonized. The Rockefeller medical paradigm is, you know, here now. You know, our physicians, our physician assistants, they're all been, they have all been brainwashed in a pill for every ill. They have been brainwashed and everybody needs a vaccine and they don't even, haven't even read the 32 pages of side effects. Please take care of yourself. Moderate coffee drinking reduces your, your chance of being hospitalized for heart rhythm problems. And boy, do we have an epidemic of atrial fibrillation or not in this country? We're going to talk about that next month. A lot has to do with the uh, a change in our electromagnetic fields, EMF. Do you know coffee can trigger a 30% increase in blood flow in your small blood vessels, especially those around your heart? It can lower your risk of stroke. And I said, harden the arteries. The chlorogenic acid in coffee protects the nerves from glutamate neurotoxicity. What does that mean? It means it can have protective effects if you have a neurodegenerative disease like multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's disease, even an ischemic stroke. 
You know, drinking three to five cups of coffee a day in the middle ages in your middle age has been associated with decreased risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease as you get older. Green tea, well, that, that's that's reduces all cause mortality, cardiovascular disease, blood pressure, and oxidative stress, the kind that makes you makes you age. Helps your arteries relax. Green tea. How about that? You know, you know, the this article states that drinking six or more cups of green tea daily lowered the risk of developing type two diabetes by thirty three percent more than those who consume less than one cup a week. A two percent green tea mouthwash reduced plaque and gingivitis after using it for twenty eight days. And remember what we, what we just said prior to this. Uh, with this prior uh, uh, study that too much mouthwash can cause hypertension. So a 2% green tea mouthwash and or colloidal silver might be a good uh, alternative. And drinking green tea, ladies and gents, is associated with a reduced risk of depression, a reduced risk of obesity, ischemic heart disease like coronary heart disease, and brain disease like stroke. And lastly, but not leastly, better vision. If you can, please ditch the dairy. Okay, that will really help the, to get the effects that we just talked about. The other good news is I reported last week, a federal court in California declared genetically engineered salmon unlawful. It's got to be labeled now. I told you this past Tuesday about 80% of COVID patients deficient in vitamin D. And I opened the show with that. I called it a vaccine because it works great. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've been enjoying uh, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. We'll be back on Saturday with uh, Dr. Jerry Smith talking about COVID and where we stand with the vaccines. These vaccines have to be shipped at minus 70 to minus 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. You know, that's a, it's going to be a real um, job to get this job, this, this, this vaccine, uh, distributed, but I have some, I'm going to have some news for you about this vaccine. And I'm gonna, I want to talk to you about the trials, the volunteers, and what the endpoints are and how this vaccine is being judged. If you think these vaccines are being judged on how they kill the virus, I have a bridge to sell you. The endpoints for this vaccine to be judged effective it's going to raise your hairs. Nobody's talking about it. And it's just as a, as a side, it's being tested on the healthiest of subjects. But we'll talk more about that on Saturday. All right. So the show on vitamin D we did this past week turned out to be really uh, important, especially in view now of the study that I just, I opened the show with that showed that it cut, the 
death rate to zero and in, in admissions to the hospital for COVID. It reduced um, to a, to 93%, which is mind-blowing the odds of an intensive care unit admission. Isn't that incredible? And if you're not taking vitamin D or you don't have adequate levels in this study, 50% got admitted to the intensive care unit and two died. Vitamin D, ladies and gentlemen, really important during this time. And I think even the emperor Fauci said he was taking it. But be it as it may, he is an emperor, not a doctor. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you have any questions, I'll stay for a few minutes. Uh, if not, we're, uh, I recommend that you do listen to that vitamin D show and that you listen to that show on coffee. And uh, now all the good things coming out about vitamin, I mean, about green tea. And I'm uh, personally, I'm going to look into a 2% green tea mouthwash. Boy, I mean, as, as we talk about all the time, what, isn't it great to prevent a problem than treat a problem? And now that you know that the antiseptic compounds in mouthwash can contribute to high blood pressure, you know, now, now it's up to you to check this out. If you, okay. And if you find that it's true, like I'm telling you what it is, you know, switch out off of those, those, those mouthwashes. Okay. So you guys out there, high intensity focus ultrasound. It, God forbid, if you have some prostate cancer that needs treatment and avoid the trifecta of drug surgery and radiation, high intensity focused ultrasound, HIFU. Remember, it was used in gents who had grade two or greater prostate cancer with great success and no loss of uh, urinary flow, no dribbling and no loss of sex function. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I really enjoy being here. I know today I, I think I announced I was going to be on between three and four, but things got a little crazy. So here we are. But the show is archived. You can listen to it on Alexa. You can listen to it on Apple, Google, Spotify, Blueberry. Uh, iHeartRadio is actually carrying my uh, show right now. All right. Well, everybody stay well. Uh, keep, keep hydrated. Keep taking your vitamins, your vitamin D your vitamin K2, your magnesium. Remember the D has got to be like, a, it's got to be in the form of D3. Okay, we talked, that's what we talked about on Tuesday. Turn off the TV. Don't get stressed because stress lowers your immunity. Take a good probiotic. Get some exercise and stay hydrated. Really important. And, you know, it's been recently brought to my attention of why, you know, we tell people to eat fresh, fresh vegetables and all. They're loaded with frequencies, light frequencies. And that's how the DNA in our body communicates with the other cells. And, you know, like if you cut yourself, how does those cells know, go, know how to get to that cut and heal it? Well, it's turning out that it is a specific frequency of light, 380 nanometers. Then our DNA talks all over our body and tells the cells what to do. Interesting stuff. Too complicated to talk in 10 or 15 minutes, but it's out there. 
And it's really interesting. So maybe we may have a new way of treating people with light. You know, those of you who have listened to me over the years have know that I believe in photobiomodulation. I believe in red light therapy. That's 635 to 685 nanometer red light. You know, it even helps your vision. And there's studies that I've talked to you about that it, it helps macular degeneration. So photobiomodulation, topic of another show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. God willing, see you on Saturday. Hey, everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.